Welcome to Gen Z Wise, the safest place online to break taboos and get answers to our generation's biggest struggles. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Gen Z Wise. Today we will be talking about why are we afraid of trying new things, basically why we are so risk averse in today's society and we don't actually learn new things and we just stick to our comfort zone. Yeah, I think that all of our conversations start out with this why are we, aren't we doing this? Why aren't we trying to go skydiving? Why aren't we going on random dates? Our, our conversations just sum up to this question, I think. Yeah, so we'll just be extending on our own conversations. In the, like, you know something I've been thinking about lately? Like, I think before, like, for example, in our parents' times, they they didn't question these as much as we do. Like we always need to be thriving and trying new things. Because like before you just, you, you got a job, you had a family, you had a house and stability and financial stability and clearly independence was the way you'd say someone is successful. But right now, like, I don't know if it's just the environment I'm at, but I don't see people looking for that much stability i see people trying to just invest their money into themselves people being more selfish and people just trying to get money to do things that are different you know like going on weekend trips and traveling and trying new experiences because i feel like this is what success is the more things you do you know the more things you explore the more complete you are so a lot of points um, I took out from <laughs> your your little rants there. So the first one that you you said was yeah. So our parents didn't actually question the whole uh, let's try out new things and why are we doing it. I think that they didn't have the space, the mental space and freedom to question the system that they were imposed. So they had a plan and they just they would be with they would stick with a plan for the rest of their lives so they would you know get married get a house and in the middle probably get an education taking a degree then have kids and just stay there you know they didn't have the space to question the the plan and to question yeah i want to take a step back from this society induced course and journey and I want to try a new thing and try if this new thing can fit me and do my own journey I don't I don't think they 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 even thought about it because it was not induced to them it was not you know at their availability to think about it but nowadays we have so much information and so many people and we can connect to people across the world and we can see different types of lifestyles and different um, experiences that people are doing. That's why we can have and we can afford to think, why aren't we trying new things? I think that's like the, the big difference between previous generations like boomers and mm -hmm. our generation, the Gen Zs and maybe the, the millennials too, it's, uh, it's applicable to them too. I think that's the main difference. It's information and being able to see other people's lifestyles that are not in our social group. And yeah, and the second point from 
your your speech where you said maybe it's just me the maybe it's a me problem i'm in an environment where people are always trying out new things um yeah i think it can it can be a you problem you know but at the same time it's the you problem that it's applicable to everyone so i've i i know you personally and i know that you are in a in a very rich environment when it comes to different types of people with different backgrounds and different experiences and that is very that's a very good thing to make you think uh, maybe I want to try that because that guy tried it and he liked it and it's completely out of my comfort zone and maybe I should do it. So you have a lot of, you know, um, you have a lot of people with different experience that you can grab on to. But even if you don't have that many people, there's always someone in your group that is doing something different from the ordinary. And maybe you can grab onto that, even if it's like a small thing, it doesn't have to be travel. It doesn't have to be, you know, jumping out of air, an airplane or going scuba diving in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. It can be like a little, a tiny little thing. And that's a new thing for you. But I think that we are all exposed to, you know, these types of crazy people and crazy experiences. Maybe you are, overexposed to them so for you it's already normal i can get this two sides of the spectrum you know and for example from the point where i am right now i'm not i'm not questioning like where i do or where i'm exposed to i'm just like questioning general people because it's clear that the more you step out of your comfort zone the larger your comfort zone gets the more stimulus you get and the more complete you you actually are because you like you are challenging the different facets of yourself and finding like things that you didn't know about yourself. So this is when you put yourself out there, you know. But at the same time, I feel like there's such a need and an attachment of success to just like having as many experiences as you can get that sometimes you don't value them or truly immerse in them because you just feel like you are checking boxes, you know. So I feel mm -hmm. like this is something that it's underlying everything you do. So when you get to the other side of the spectrum, you have people that are just like simply comfortable in their own place, which I mean, it's something I don't see wrong. I just see wrong when they are frustrated and they don't try new things because they are just comfortable. So they just complain instead of doing, you know, I, I don't think it's about being comfortable. I, sure. Sometimes it is, but I think that let's say 50, 50 is being comfortable and the other parts of the of this percentage the other 50 is it's about being scared of trying new things and the consequences that can come from it you know it's we are scared of taking risks i i i don't think you can you know generalize it's because we're comfortable that we don't try new things i think there's a fear factor in there as well yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I completely agree. And I was about to go there because one thing is, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it's like one thing is comfort. And I do have some people which are super comfortable and happy on their own comfort because they have tried different things, but then they're like, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm just happy with my life and having the same routine every day. And I can try something once in a while, but I'm just happy. And you cannot criticize that, you know? But at the same time, you have people that you look at them and you're like, 
you clearly just need to be put in the woods and have to survive without water. And I'm obviously <laughs> exaggerating, but you know what I mean. And these are the people that get frustrated because they haven't tried things, but they just look at what the other people are doing. And then they are scared, so they just stay in their comfort zone because, you know, like one of the biggest fears of humanity and human beings is the fear of the unknown and what can happen, you know, because it can be worse than your current position, but it can also be better. So when you have these risk-averse society, people just stick to their bubbles and to what they already know. And I think one of the big things why people don't learn new things is this fear of getting confronted with parts of themselves that they didn't know and maybe they will not like, you know, because you find different things. So question for you, how do you overcome your, your fear of the unknown? Well, that's a tough one. Um, honestly, I don't think I, I overcome the fear. I simply embrace it. Um, it's always going to be there, you know? Um, so I just learn how to live with it and suck it up literally. That's what I do. Um, you, because, you know, fear, fears will always be there unless you face them. So uh, my, my process thoughts is that maybe if I do it enough, you know, if I put myself in situations that induce me enough that fear, um maybe i will get over it you know mm -hmm. so for example if i am afraid of uh, traveling and i decide that yeah so for the next year i'm going to try and travel as much as i can and uh, after like you know maybe five trips i'm okay with the fear and instead of being a fear it's excitement now so yeah. I think it, that's what happens with any fear. You know, you have to face it. Uh, the first time it won't be it won't be nice, and the second time maybe it won't it won't still be nice. But maybe at the third time you're like, yeah, okay, I, I can do this another time. And at the fourth you're just okay, let's do it. You know, I think that's that's the key to face every fear that you have. So for example, I'm really afraid of heights, but mm -hmm. I never said like no to anything that involved heights um because i think i really do believe that to get over your fears you just have to face them and you have to suck it up for the next 10 or two hours you have to suck it up because in the long run you will get over it i think that's how i think when i'm going through that process yeah what about yeah. you yeah, like exactly the same thing. And, you know, like uh, I organized this online ra race and it was like an event. And then we have we had the moderator, but then the moderator couldn't go. So I was the one doing like the mediation between the speakers. And I've never spoken to like, I mean, more than 10 people. I'm very comfortable with just my friends and actually strangers. But like in an official event, I was so nervous. So... I really found interesting what you said about being nervous because the actual biological reaction in the body when you're nervous and when you're excited is the same. So mm -hmm. if you, instead of saying like, oh, I'm super nervous, you say like, like you're clearly shaking, but you're like, I'm so excited to speak to a hundred people. And I said that to myself like so many times 
and I was clearly nervous, but it's the same thing, you know, so it's just flu. And now, like, I see that's a weak point of myself, which is just, you know, being metaphorically naked in front of people and speaking up and having everyone just looking at me like I'm the center of the world. That's a very weak point because I don't like, I mean, being the center of attention. So now I'm trying to find new events and other things. And I've been invited to other events to speak up because that's something I'm, I'm trying to improve. But at the same time, I feel like you need to be stimulating your weaknesses and your comfort zone for it to grow. For example, you mentioned traveling. I traveled alone for the first time when I was 14 and I was incredibly nervous to be speaking with people and I didn't know how to, so I was like shaking. And I, I think I mentioned this before, but the more I've done it, the more I realized this was a weak point, the easier it got until I forgot that in the beginning I was scared, you know? Now it's just something I do in a very normal way. Like it's completely my comfort zone. At the same time, in the quarantine, I stayed home for so long. Then when I left again my house, it, feel, it felt like, I mean, I didn't know how to speak with people. I didn't know how to approach them. I was like back to stage zero somehow. But again, I already knew that I overcame this. So it took me just like a couple of days, a couple of weeks to just get again into my comfort zone, which before was so uncomfortable. So I think we are so plastic that the more we do something, the more comfortable we get and the better we get there is. So it's clearly just, for me, it's a question of just blocking my thoughts, you know, because the only thing stopping us, it's ourselves. It's our minds and what we tell ourselves that we are or that we are not. So for example, if I go, if I open the door and I say like, oh, I'm a shy person, then I will go and live with the skin of a shy person. If instead I turn these, even if like I, I'm clearly shaking, like I'm clearly seeing like a guy that I want to talk to, I want to ask him what his life philosophy is and I'm shaking. And I, if I tell myself I'm shy, I cannot speak with him. I will not move. I will freeze for sure. But if I tell myself, even if I'm like that, if I change my mindset and if I feed my brain with I'm confident, I will speak with him. I will deal with the consequences later. I will go. I will just, you know, clean my brain in the way. And clearly, like, meditation helps me make this balance when I interact in the world and I can actually influence my brain. But I'll go like, I'm confident. I want to speak with him. I'll go. And I'll go and I don't think, you know. Either you feed yourself with positivity or you just, like, block the thoughts and you just do something. And you don't let your brain stop you. Stop you. And the more you do this, the easier it gets. I think that everything you're saying, like, it's 100% doable. Uh -huh. But maybe it's harder for people with that are not so comfortable, you know, in situations or they are or that have more anxiety in uh -huh. nerve-wracking situations. In this case, new things, new new experiences, and new new people. I, I think what I do, like my trick, it's not just blocking my thoughts. It's also thinking, okay, so what's the what's the worst possible scenario that can happen okay and i picture it okay so that's the worst possible scenario and what what is my backup plan if that scenario happens and having a backup plan for me it's like great so for example i want to try and speak with someone i never knew someone that i just met and i'm very intimidated to talk to that person 
So I think, yeah. So if I go there, make uh, a complete fool of myself, how do I get myself out of that situation? And how will I be after that situation? So I just make a backup plan. For example, if I go speak with that person and I insult them and I'm just a jackass, for example, uh, what I do is, okay, so now I probably I won't ever see that person again, but it's okay. Um, and I will apologize and maybe I'll just find new people to talk to. For example, if we're talking like in a party situation, I'll just find new people to hang out with and it's not the end of the world. So I just make, you know, backup plans in my mind of what can possibly go, go wrong. During, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that, that, yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good. And I, I also get what you're saying. You're not like being a confident person. But let me just expose something over here. So back in high school, I was <laughs> very, very self-conscious. I, I mean, I, I've never considered myself a shy person. I clearly, I'm not shy, but I was like all the time feeling like everyone was judging me. So I, I, I made the whole discourse in my mind, my, the whole speech, everything I wanted to say before I talked. So I was more often than not quiet than than very extroverted so I thought that confidence was related to extroversion which I mean it's not true so you just like go to wikihow and you write how to be more confident and there's these all sets of tasks of clearly we're now we're talking about how to interact with people but this was a big issue for me and one of the things that says was like the first five seconds is when you have the impression the impression of the person So you go, you approach them and you comment on something that they are doing instead of saying like, oh, how are you? Uh, Oh, um, hi, my name is Mayen. And then what, you know? So you start with a question and you start with something that you think it's important for the person. And I'm talking about a complete stranger. So Mm -hmm. it was super hard for me in the beginning. And like, clearly I would do that because I'm like someone that likes to follow not rules, but like have a guideline for how, yeah, for how I act. And I would see something, someone reading a book and I would go to them and like, hi, uh, how, how is the book you're reading? Like clearly if the person is not very immersed in the book, but like, oh, I see you reading like Atomic Habits. I've read that book. It's amazing. Like I've started implementing in my day-to-day life. And now I started again, waking up at 7 a.m. And it has been great. I hope that you can do the same. And usually people would reply you know, and also what you said, like I also did. So have some strategies for like exit strategies. So if people are like, just looking at you, like, "Mm -hmm." like nothing Mm -hmm. to say, just please go away. You're like, okay, so that's it. And you go away. But the more you do this, the more it progresses. And then clearly you need to have more topics of conversation, but this was my way to go. And this is something I don't think I ever told anyone, but I was not a confident person because I was just very self-conscious. So this was my way to break that barrier, you know? So for me, like just like summing everything up, it would be first realize like you don't need to go out of your comfort zone in all the areas of your life, but what are the things that like limit you in your interaction with the world? And what are the things that you need to improve? And you can do this like as your self-reflection to challenge the status quo that you have for yourself and put yourself out there. 
And clearly, if you know how to, maybe it's jumping from a plane for you because you're scared of heights. Maybe it's talking with random people. Maybe it's just moving out from your house and renting a room in another town. You know, wherever it is for you, there's a way to get there. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. I would say that. Yeah, and just don't forget that you just have to try it once. It's not mandatory to try it, you know. You just have to try it once. And if it's not for you, that thing you're trying out, try new things. Try another new thing. It doesn't have to be a perfect match at the first time. We all try out like 30 new things to find out one that actually matches with us. So it's a risk. It's a trial and error based kind of process and we all go through it so don't be ashamed of embarrassing yourself or just being scared just try to apply strategies that work for you and strategies that make you get out of your comfort zone and do things and discover new and incredible experiences yeah i guess that's it and if you're like me and you don't have a comfort zone if you already got two point where you don't have a comfort zone and you think like everyone's always doing more than you, so you're always fighting for new things, then maybe your comf- your out of comfort zone is actually taking a break and taking a step back and just reflecting on your life goals. Because we are all different. We have we all have different comfort zones and just look inside. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. Carolina, amazing conversation as always. And come back to another episode of Gen Z Wise. Gen Z Wise, the safest place online to break taboos and get answers to our generation's biggest struggles.